Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my linemate Matt with me. Today, we're going to go over the past couple of Hawks games, but uh, we're going to talk about Shelly's retirement, got some of the gang back together, and some NHL news. Matt, the um, Hurricanes beat the Hawks 6-3, to three, but you know what? Is that really impressive, man? Like, we're, we're looking at a squad that is looking to, that is... They've been cup favorites for, I would probably say, two years, and they have been contenders for, I would say, five to six years, the past five to six years. This is a team, man, that finishes in the same spot practically every single year. They have all of this hope, and then it comes to the playoffs, and they get bounced in the second round or or what have you. Do, do you think that the Hurricanes, do you think that the Hurricanes are, have peaked? And this is it before they start having cap issues and they're going to need to start retooling their team a bit. I think the the window might be closing fast and they yeah. they're not admitting the issue, which is you. Yeah. Anderson and Ranta are very good goalies, but they kill you. Ranta's hurt again. I feel like he just came back from an injury. He's hurt again. Out yeah. for a couple weeks. Anderson's got some serious issues going on. I think he's got blood clotting issues, and that wow. that's dangerous. That's dangerous. And good goalie. I think his best year was 2015, though. And these guys, every year, they they go with these two. The last three years, I think they went with these two guys, and they've been bounced ugly because there's a third string goalie thrown into the fire. And I, it, so far, it's looking like it's the same. I I mean, I've talked to a couple Canes fans. I'm like, hey, what do you think about Markstrom? What about Gibson? What about uh, Elvis? What about uh, Saros? No, we like our goalie. We like our call-ups from the Wolves or whoever their affiliate is. But sorry, man. Throwing a rookie in in the second round, you're playing the best of the best. You're, you're going to get lit up. And that's what happens to him every year. And yeah. the one year, I think, the one year they had a chance to go far... They took penalties on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh yeah, and, they could have won and, that. And they they beat themselves, and, and you know what? And unfortunately, you get into an argument with these guys, these fans. They are lacking a superstar. I'm sorry. You you the who do you think of when you think of the Carolina Hurricanes? I think of their coach yeah. being the or, most star power on that team, and he's a coach. He can't play. He can't score goals for you, but he's yeah. got the most like. Superstar power, I feel like. Yeah. And they're lacking a superstar. Yes, they have some good players. Yes, they have depth. They have good D and they play as a unit. And that's all you can ask for in a team. But they don't have that counter Bedard guy. And I think that's why a lot of them are just so like ruthless to Bedard. Oh, screw this golden boy kid. Screw this kid. I'm like, finally, I'm like, what? what's your guys' beef? You guys act like we're like rivals. Like you're like St. Louis fans. <laughs> and. No, we just don't like all the hype he gets. I'm like, why? This why? is this, the NHL is actually doing a good job with this. That yeah. you have to overhype your star like that. And no, we don't care. And we like our backup third string goalie better. He he beat him. I'm like, oh my god. And I I forget this kid's name. I'm not gonna even mention his name because he's a call up and he's pointing to the he's pointing to the scoreboard after he gives up a goal. To counter Bedard, are you but, kidding Benji, me, dude? He said he said something to him. I want to know what he said. Well, I heard after the period, these two bumped each other. I don't think Bedard is a big talker. 
first, first, I don't think he's a big talker because his jaw's been broke for six six weeks. <laughs> it's not really, it's not right? easy to talk, and you got a fishbowl over your face. It's yeah. not really easy to talk smack, and you're 18. Not not a lot of 18 year olds have that swagger to do that, and I think he's more of a calm and kind of classy like like Sidney Crosby is now. You know, Crosby was a little louder in his rookie year with whining and stuff like that, but obviously he's changed a lot. But um, yeah, man, I just I didn't understand this whole this whole little thing. They turned it out to be like backup goalie versus uh, Bedard. He wins. He beats the Blackhawks six to three. You gave up three goals <laughs> to the Blackhawks, an AHL team, and I think Bedard pretty much factored in on every point. So Bedard, I think, has his number, if anything. Yeah, yeah. especially when you're uh, <laughs> you're gonna bump a kid like that. Yeah, when I think of yeah, the um, when I think of the Carolina Hurricanes, and someone goes, "Can you think of like who their who their star is?" I, like for two seconds, I think about it, and then I think to myself, "It's the Carolina Hurricanes. Who cares? Let's go to the next team." You know, <laughs> it, it's like I don't even can we even talk about this squad? Sebastian Aho, man, I would probably he's say good. he's he's like the face of their of their of their squad, but he's not a superstar. No, he's I, I an all star. He's, he's an all star player. All star, yeah. yeah. But I, I think that he's like he needs like a star to like be paired with. But he's not it. Tervo Turovainen isn't uh, is his a numbers star. are terrible. He's terrible. good, but his numbers—they're yeah. always been mediocre. You know, so if they got Brent Burns maybe seven years ago, when he was kind of peeking out that Norris Trophy guy oh, like yeah. every year, eh, okay, this is your guy. But he, he's on the back nine. Obviously, he's a good player still. Yeah, still contributes. Still they but they have solid coaching, and they I they have some really good role players. They're a good team. But like you said, they they're they kind of remind me of peak National Predator days. They lack that star, but they just found ways to win. Right, and they're they kind of remind me of that. But I I just think that. I don't know if I'm a fan and you keep, you know, you make the playoffs and then you get bounced out in the second round, maybe an upset in the first, and that would get old for me. I'd be like, you know what, this isn't working. Why why don't we go for a, we need a guy in net. These guys are killing us at the worst times and it's just, it looks like they're on their way to doing it again because I, I think they're yeah. content with what they have. Yeah, it, it, I think they're going to continue to be content with what they have because they like it. You know, it's the same thing every year. It's it's and and you know it's the same it's the same outcome every year as well. So um, I'm going to call it right now. Carolina gets bounced in the playoffs in the second round or earlier. Yeah, if they don't get Saros, Markstrom, Gibson, anybody at the deadline, I'm 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 with you. I think it's going to be a second round exit. Hawks lost to the Flyers three to one. Um, that was kind of a boring game, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know what? Darren Pang said it the best. The Hawks skated well with them, and they could have easily been the the winners of that game, but just couldn't score. Yeah, uh, I did see another the first goal of the game. The first line very lazy. Uh, I forget who it was, but you know it was former Blackhawk Nick Sealer. Mm. He uh, he. Was he had four guys on him and he won a puck battle, and the Hawks wouldn't put a body on him and he found a way and got the puck to an open man and they scored, and that was the game winner I believe and that that was it it was a boring Tortorella type game you know defense first <laughs> and uh, 
good for Philly, man. They find ways to win. They do. <laughs> Have you heard of this kid? I think his name is Rempy for the um, for the Rangers. Yeah, the kid who fought uh, in the stadium series. Yeah, he, he his uh, he fought uh, Matt Martin, and then when he they just played the Flyers, he got um, his first goal because they played the yeah. Flyers. Um, he fought. Is it Delurier or Delurier? Delurier. Yeah. yeah, he fought him in the Flyers. Man, this kid's six seven, two hundred and forty pounds. He's freaking huge. Scored his first goal today. Yeah, uh, he had a uh, he, he had a questionable hit. I'm I'm sorry, I wouldn't say a questionable hit. It was a very bad hit in um the Devils game. He took out he took somebody out. I saw the hit. I, I don't remember the guy's name, but um it was a really bad hit. It, considering he's six seven, he's gotta be careful because Oh yeah, these him, guys are little. Yeah. These guys are so much smaller than him, he's he's he has to get really low. I love so, that man. I love that the, a kid like that's coming up, who's physical, not afraid yeah. to throw his body around. And I miss it. I miss that that type of hockey. Uh, I I saw another. Th- uh, there was another ugly game. Uh, it might have been the same game. Uh, the Devils just don't like getting hit. Those no, guys, they uh, Jack Hughes, especially if you breathe on him, he will bitch. Go to the penalty box and say, "People pay to see me." Did you see that one? Yeah, him and, I uh, saw against that. the Kings. I was, I was like, like, "Come on, oh, dude." Yeah, you know what, Kane? You know you're good. Really, yeah, but come he on. And you know what's funny? I hear that New Jersey, um, that New Jersey ticket sales are down, anyways, dude. So it's not like he's selling out the barn. You know, let me let me look that up. New Jersey Devils. Yeah, they're they're not. They they got to compete with the Rangers. You know the Islanders. I'm I'm right now. I'm not going. I'm not paying to go to a Devils game. I'm sorry. I'm going to. I want to go to Madison Square Garden and see the Rangers play somebody else. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I know that atten- uh, the attendance debate is getting very old there in New Jersey. Um. <laughs> They said if they sold every seat, they'd still be in the bottom half of the league in attendance. So it uh, sounds like they're having a hard time getting. And you know what? I heard that the Jets are also having the same issues on selling out, even though that they're having a good season. I saw that. Well, I guess Bettman's going there to talk about it. Like, what are you gonna do, dude? Yeah. You know, you, the the Canadian Canada is expensive. It's an expensive country, and. Um, you know, they're a good team right now, and I'm sure they raise their ticket prices. And I mean, not a lot of people could afford to go to games like families of four. It's a lot. I, I, you and I, we have multiple kids, and it's not, it's not really <laughs> exactly a, a, what can I say? It, it, you can't, it, to buy a pop there, it's like $10 to park. It's $10. It's like yeah. bringing a family of four, you're almost spending like a thousand bucks at the end of it. Maybe, maybe close to a thousand, but I, I couldn't afford it going to these games yeah someone so the devils have the third lowest total attendance in the league so um so maybe they're not paying jack (laughs) yeah jack needs to maybe pump those brakes a little bit and when he's uh, chirping on something like that man you know what i like i like his swagger but uh i I wanted to talk about this when we get our buddy bernsey on because he's old school canadian type of guy right Uh, like it's just changing man these kids want nothing to do with physical play and they want nothing to do with fighting they want all skill and they want to run their mouth they want to just have free reign over stuff and it's just it's getting annoying and i i feel like that class is starting it the zegris hughes 
uh, I guess you could throw Kirby Doc in there. He's got that little, oh, I don't want to be hit either. I think Kirby's a little tougher. Yeah, he is. I would probably say out of the bunch, he's the, he's the toughest guy out of that bunch. <laughs> Probably, and, and, but Dart, you know, I, I see him throwing his body around a little bit. He, he won't take it, but he, don't forget, man, he's small. These he guys like bitch about getting hit though. Sebastian Ajo put a nice reverse head on him, and he got up. Yeah, you know, he, he didn't did. complain. He didn't complain. But these guys, like they, they've been playing in lease where they don't hit, and then you come here and you, you're running into guys like they have to hit or they don't get a job. So yeah. it's it's different. And I wish Hughes would kind of just shut his mouth and just play tougher because I'm, I was starting to like him a lot. And, and then we played him, and you know he was kind of his whole team was running around and trying to like. I don't know, flex against the Hawks and stuff. I didn't like that at all. I, I was like, okay, yeah. come on, we're in last place. You guys, yeah. you know, compete for a playoff spot. You're you're not that tough. So it's like you're getting into the wrong war. They, you know, they got into a got war hurt. with the Blackhawks. Yeah, he got, he got hurt. hurt. He got and hurt. And then in the next game, they they just didn't have it. Yeah, they're they're definitely struggling too. They're they're they weren't like they were last year. And I think Timo Myers, that contract is going to hurt them. I, I like the oh, uh, trade acquisition last year, but. And they paid right away. They paid like right away, like they knew the guy. It's like, come on, man, get him at the end of the season at least. You know, try. They paid him, dude, and he. Let me look up his stats. But the last I checked, they weren't very impressive. No, he he. uh, I want to say he scored forty last year. Yeah, he did. And but majority obviously were with the Sharks. But it's hard to you know get traded to a new system and kind of. Is he even double digits, dude? Let's see here. He's got uh, 43 games played, 10 goals, 12 assists, and he's a minus 25. That's terrible. And he's got to be making almost close to $9 million. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he signed contract. a big mega deal. He did. They wanted him and Hughes to play together, and I don't even think they're playing on the same like line. No, I don't so think that, they are. Yeah, that's a tough one to swallow. And you know what? I saw something with Brodeur today. Uh, Brodeur ranked the top goalies in the league. Oh yeah, did you see that? I did. Not one the same as ours. N- no, not one American goalie is on that list. All oh, right. No, Hellebuck. No, um, Ottinger. Instead, he he's got the the Russian three like we got. Yeah. Right. Aiden Hill. And he put Aiden Hill, and he put Markstrom. Markstrom, right. I'm sorry. If I'm in a game and I get to pick two goalies, I'm not even picking those two. I'm picking Ottinger. I'm picking Thatcher Demko with Vancouver. They're having a tremendous season. Yeah. And I, I don't know how you left that guy out. And yeah. then he leaves out, um, uh, I think I said Ottinger, uh, Hellebuck, and Thatcher Demko. Three American guys that are better. I I think Brodeur has just got that USA-Canada rival. He He's still in it. And he's like, I'm not picking any American goalies. It bets, you know, uh, oh, before I, I change the subject, Timo Meyer, he's getting $8.8 million a year, $70 million contract. That's big money for, you know, 10 goals. That's not good. Minus 25, that's not good at all. No. At this point, you should at least be 25 goals right now with that yeah. money. Yeah. yeah that's, so that's um, back to the goalies. Um, you know, if you were to put Brodeur on Buffalo, um, I don't think that he'd be as good as he is. Or good as in his prime years, in his prime years, yes. Yeah, I think it really worked for him there. I think Hasek's a better goalie. Um, could you imagine if if Hasek wasn't stopping like forty pucks a night? 
yeah, both teams like they uh, relied on these guys a lot. I think the New Jersey system back then with Scott Stevens, Ken Danico, so physical, like and right. they like almost caused teams to dump and chase. And Brodeur was such a good puck playing goalie that they had to make the trapezoid rule because of it. And I think like he was like a third defenseman back there breaking it out and stuff like that. Right. It it worked for him, and they you know they milked that as long as they could, and they you know they made the playoffs a lot. They won a I think they won three cups, right? Three or two cups, yeah. I think. And Brodeur is one of the best for sure. Uh, Hashik yeah. being better, I I don't know, man. That's tough. I think they're just two totally different goalies. Um, I, I I don't know if I said this before. My mom when I became a goalie. She wanted me to play like Dominic Hasek. She goes, I love how this guy plays. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's insane. You know, like he's diving and knocking it with his head and stopping it with his neck. And I was like, that's I, I like when I was a kid, I'm like, this is just lucky, you know, but then you like watch the videos. It's, I don't think it's luck. I think he dropped in the perfect spot and just kind of read the shot and he yeah. was just a freak. But I he think was. he's like, just best. <clears throat> One of the best European goalies of all time, that's for sure. I still think my goat is Patrick Waugh. I, I think four cups. Yeah. He's got all those Vesnas, yeah. MVPs. I still think he's number it's one. Just a, just a freaking psychopath in there, man. He was so intense. And uh, I know I never wanted to admit it that he was better than my guy, Belfour, but oh, God, I'm, he's <laughs> way ahead of him. And I love Eddie. I think Eddie was good. Yeah. Being undrafted out of North Dakota, signing as a free agent with the Hawks and. Winning rookie of the year, getting a couple call of Vesnas, and I, I don't know. I think he did win the the Calder, or he was like a runner up or something. But that was really impressive too. But I, I'd say Wah. I got to go with Broder second, Hashik third, Belfour fourth. Um, maybe five of my era, not all time. I, right. Uh, man, I, I liked Mike Richter, dude. I, I really liked him, and uh, being an American guy, I, I really, I, I thought it was cool. He stuck with the Rangers his whole career. I love that when a guy could, you know, sign with a club and stay with them. I, I just think that's cool. And then he gets hired on on the uh, the staff after. I, yeah. I kind of hope that with you know Bedard or say you know Taves takes a couple seasons Taser. off. I would love to see him come back and be like an assistant GM or you know work his way like Stevie Y in uh, Detroit. Be, right. Come back and be, you know, build a team, and he's doing great things there now too. And especially considering that Taves understands what it's like to be lead the locker room, and you know, um, letting guys go and signing new guys, and you know the how, how do you say like the etiquette of of doing something like that? You know, say for instance, you know, we've got a what we're going to get into a little bit the Patrick Kane situation where. Should we give him a deal where he signs long term, where he just finishes off his time with the Hawks, or do we trade him? And if Taves' situation, I think if someone like him, I think he would have been like, you know, what, let's just sign him long term because of what he's meant to this this organization and just let it play out type of a thing. I think that he would have went for that. I think Davidson had some other. Um, I think he wanted to move on and and start something new. And and not have as much of the, um, the shadow of those cup years, uh, and that's why he went in the direction that he did. But I would have liked to have seen Kaner stick out his retire as a Blackhawk. And I I believe he made a comment recently saying that if the offer would have been brought to him, that he would have done it, or it would have been a it would have been yeah, it, he said it would have been hard no. for him to say no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, yeah, I got into this earlier, and uh, the brush line had my back on a couple of things. Um, uh, so, a lot of people like, oh, the Hawks didn't want him. The Hawks didn't want him. And we needed to trade Kane to get the first-round pick. And I said, well, dude, no. We we were we were bottom-feeder team no matter if we kept Kane or not, if he didn't go right. to New York. And that had nothing to do with it. And they're like, no, Kane contributed us to tanking. No, Kane... Caden got traded at the deadline. So right. we, we, yeah, there's no way. Uh, if I, like, here's what I said. If Kane really felt that way, I wish he would have said that publicly before yeah. the trade deadline. If he would have said that publicly and said, if the Hawks offer me another three, four years to finish my career, I am going to sign it because I want to be a Blackhawk for life. That right. would have put all the pressure on Davidson to like the balls in his court type of thing, like oh shit, like okay, if I don't give this guy a deal, a lot of the fans are going to be upset, and this is my first year as the GM. Like I, this could be bad for me. It could be suicide for him. Yeah, it could have been. And if anything, I thought Kane not saying that you did a big favor for that guy. He did. I was so, just going to say that. Yeah, he did a big favor. But if he really, really felt that way, I wish he would have said that publicly and not a year later on a new team that's for that th- that for me i don't know if he's if he really meant that or if he still wants to be in good graces with the hawks fans i don't think there's going to be one boo tomorrow for patrick kane no there isn't. it's not it's not like the chelio situation completely different uh yeah it's got to be tough for younger kids it, it's tough for me i mean he I, I mean, you both started watching, you know, this kid, but we watched his first season closely. We were talking a lot like, oh, dude, this kid's a stud. It's going to be awesome. He's going to lead us. And, you know, he ended up getting three cups with us. He's got a couple MVPs and he's, you know, just memorable games. Right. He, and he's really close to 500 goals, dude. I think he's about 40 away. Yeah, he so is. So that would be a big milestone for me. And, you know, it would be cool if it, you know what? I, I want him to have success in Detroit. I have no beef with Detroit. I think that rivalry died when they moved it to the east, moved them to the east. And yeah, it, did. I, it doesn't bother me. I, I hope that he could, you know, do good with those guys. But if they don't do good, I'm not going to be sad either. I, I, I mean, I think it would be cool if he'd come back and maybe get that milestone with the Blackhawks, get that 500 goal mark. There's, there's hope. And the thing is, like, if, you're throwing money around like crazy right now. You're giving Jason Dickinson $4 million a year. Yeah, He's having a good season. Don't get me wrong, but come on. Nick Foligno, great leadership. Years. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And they're making more than Patrick Kane. I know he did sign halfway in the season. I think he's like $2.8 million or whatever. But, man, Davidson, all he had to do was say, yeah, dude, we want you here. Here's $6 million. Three years. Let's go on for. Let's do that. Let's see how far you get. Get your hip ready to go. We'll we'll wait for you. Something something like that. But they didn't do it. And I agree with what you said. I think he wanted to put his footprint on this new team, and he didn't want anyone else's uh, baggage. I guess you could say on his resume. So I think that's what he did. And you know, I I wish it would have went differently. I wish Kaner would have spoke up. Keener even said that he would have liked he would like to retire as a Blackhawk. And that is a big statement right there because I think he has what a two year deal with Detroit? Uh no, one. I think it's a, a one year deal. deal. I think it's a one year it's very smart 
deal by Stevie Y. Like, let's see how that hip is. And obviously, 26 points in 26 games played. Scoring some big OT goals. Fans are loving them there. I know we got some Red Wing fans. Uh, we got our uh, one fan, Tapeworm, who's always engaging with us. She's great. She loves the Red Wings, but she's got good things to say about the Hawks. And she loves Kane. Silky Smooth Kane. Uh, and, you know, he, he's awesome. I'm watching his, his videos, and, you know, he's scoring some big goals, and he's having fun with the Brinkhead, his, his boy. He is. So could you imagine Kane, say, Hawks two years from now, they're looking to sniff the playoffs? Got uh, got Bedard and Macklin Celebrini. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know what, man? I, I'm going to be real here. I think the Hawks are about, I'd say in the first year of Bedard's new deal, they're going to be contending for a playoff. So it's well, I'm saying year. two years from now. So this would be, uh, this would be, yeah. this would be Bedard's fourth season. So yeah, it would be. It would be the first year on his new deal. So yeah, we're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe competing for a spot, not kind of like the Red Wings. They're on like the the wild yes. card second spot. Yeah, back and yeah. forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think looking so. Looking to slip the playoffs, and you know what? They're still like, hey, some you growing know what? pains. Yeah, we need to bring uh, Patrick Kane back because we need some playoff experience. Well, that's another thing we were talking about. We're like, dude, Patrick Kane at this age and the level he's playing and. I mean, look at the money he's making. He will not hurt you at all in the salary cap world. No. And he's still, if anything, he's overplaying that value by like four times four. You know, he yeah. could easily be making eight if he wanted to. Someone would pay him. He is the perfect player to be with Connor Bedard. That's Absolutely. who you, that is the type of player you want passing you the puck. When you got that amazing <laughs> release. This you want guy to shoot will, kids? No problem. This guy will draw you all the space in the world, and he'll mesmerize these defensemen, and Connor will be just li- right waiting with that stick up ready to fire with licking his lips like, oh, God, this is great. I'm wide open. Like the Brinkat used to do. Oh, he used to fire that gonna... puck right into that open net all the time. Uh, yeah. So, the I mean. probably be like, hey, you know what? You're 20 goals off of uh off of five hundred. How about let's let's see how long I can how long it takes for me to get you there. Yeah, I'll pass you the puck. Up. Yeah, man. <laughs> did, He's a great passer, dude. He is. Did Did you see what Nick Foligno said? They were uh, him and Bedard were playing NHL ninety four, and um, he goes. <laughs> The, uh, Bedard's like, I don't know how to pass, and he and Nick Felino looks at him. He goes, I know, I play on the same line as you. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's just witty, man. That guy's oh quick. My yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but who? I, Kane, Kane would probably get fifty assists playing with Connor Bedard. Yeah, as a yeah. as a forty year old man. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think Kane is is going to be like Gretzky. You know, Gretzky was a point a point a game person when he retired. And uh, he said that it was time to. He said it was time to hang him up. They said, "Gretz, you had nine goals." He goes, "That used to be a good weekend for me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think that Keener will, is one of those where his ability, like his his game, will always be relevant because of the way that he sees the puck, the way he sees the game, and that when he retires, it'll just because he's ready to walk away. Yeah, it's just the vision, and like he could slow the game down. Which, which a lot Big of guys time. can't do, and yeah, you know can. I've been hard on him too. He's never been fast, you know, never been fast with the puck. He's just very smart, got good yeah. vision, and he could just draw guys away and make these line mates just man. They make guys amazing line in. mates. 
Yeah. He tries to reach in, and he like pulls it away right, like right before they do it. He starts going in another direction, even on and the he, backhand. It's he, perfect. Yeah, man. He yeah. always does that. He's always you see he's patient with the puck, and then as soon as someone's starting to make a move, he's going in the opposite direction, like a split second before they're doing that. So I noticed you know? that Connor does this too. Like he tries to do what Kane do- used to do in his prime. Like he'd skate full speed. Get into the zone, put the brakes on, and look for a cross ice pass to a pinching defenseman coming in. Connor right. does it a lot, but her defensemen are just not as like can't keep up with his skill set. Yeah. And he's always turning the puck over. I'm like, oh my god, he's throwing it in the middle again. Like, come on, kid, we can't do that yet. <laughs> you know, I know you want to do it, and he can do it. Yeah, but it's just like our guys just aren't there yet. Like Seth Jones, I'm sorry, he he can't he can't even do it. And I, I think once Connor gets that support in the back end and his good line mates, he's going to be even better. And he's unbelievable now, dude. It's he I, plays I, good. He plays good with Korchinski. That yeah, that uh, Hurricanes game, man. He was all over that, and like he was driving those Canes fans so like crazy. Like, really? oh, I'm so sick of this guy. Like, why? Because he's good. Like, just appreciate you're seeing a. a generational talent playing against you. I'm not going to talk shit about Connor McDavid. The dude's unreal. Austin Matthews, 50 goals again. The dude is a freak. You got to appreciate good hockey when you see it in good hockey players because, you know, the NHL, we got a lot of great talent, but we lack, I think we lack a lot of superstars. I think, I'd say we only got about five and they don't really like, well, two of them are in Canada, maybe three in Canada. We don't hear about them a lot in the States. Dry. We, hear, we hear, yeah, dry. We hear a lot about Nathan McKinnon and recently Connor Bedard, and I love the hype Nathan McKinnon gets. And they're not even hyping Kucherov off I, for some reason. Yeah. They, it's maybe why. a Russian thing or Tampa. They don't. I know you don't see too much, too many uh, like Tampa Bay Lightning stuff, even in Florida. Only when you're close to the city, you see it. But man, if I'm in Florida, I'm putting Cooch's face all over the freaking billboards of 75, because that's the only <laughs> way in the damn place. Like, dude, you guys got a superstar down there. Like, just man, like cut him loose, you know? Give the guy some spotlight. Yeah, man, Drysdale is such a he's such a great player, but he's obviously in the shadow of Connor Connor McDavid, you know. Obviously, but yeah. I, dude, I, even Nathan McKinnon, dude, McKinnon has been a star for a long time, man, but. He's not, you know, like um, a big point of marketing for the NHL for some reason. No, maybe it's the boring team that he plays for. I'm not crazy about him. I I think the Avalanche are, you know, they know they won the cup, but. You think they're boring? I think they're a little boring, dude. I know they're fun to watch, but like if you're a non-hockey fan, it's like, oh, Colorado Avalanche, really? Like, I think they want to, these East Coast people want to watch, you know, I think David Pasternak could be a superstar if they they were trying to push him. I, I you know David Pasternak. You got who do you consider a superstar in New York? Panarin. No, I mean obviously <laughs> we know what goes on. Like the hockey fan knows that like the poor dude just kind of disappears in the playoffs, yeah. and goalies for some reason don't get the the star power because they're they people want to see goals they don't want to see saves which drives me nuts as a goalie but if yeah. I had to say there's a superstar goalie it's definitely Vasilevsky dude's yeah. a freaking unbelievable talent but you know in Canada of course McDavid I'm even Bedard is hyped there like crazy kids love him 
And Chicago does a good job with Bedard. We've been doing good in the TNT and ESPN really, you know, zero in on Bedard, which is good. You want that. I'd consider Bedard. He's young. He's, he's young the next he's one. Going to be, he's going yeah. to be bring, bringing in a very big demographic of kids into the game. Which is young demographic, and I'm glad he's on our team, and he's on a he's in a good city, a good sports city, big city. That's what you want. You don't want him getting drafted by the freaking Coyotes. Are you crazy? Are you you crazy? You're gonna put him in the mullet arena, (laughs) so you're gonna sell out with like all 500 people there watching. Probably the opposing teams, traveling fans. Come yeah. on, man. I mean, you got to think about this. And even the Ducks would have been like, oh, man, Connor Bedard is going to play for the Anaheim Ducks? Like, this was a blessing. I'm very grateful the Hawks were lucky enough to get Bedard. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, Chelly's retiring, man. You know, I wanted to bring up Kaner because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Chelly's retiring. You know what, Matt? It was said by Chelly that he, I know why, you know, you don't like Chelly, but yep. I didn't know this information. I did. Chelly asked, what was his name? Bob Murray. Uh, Bob Murray. Yep. If he could get another extension, not more money, but another extension so that he can continue to play. And Murray said that he would give him one year and then he wanted him to join the front office. <laughs> Chelly was like, he was like 29 or 30 at the time. And he yeah. played for like another twelve years, dude. He played really good. Yeah. That being said, dude, that's insulting. Like, are you kidding exactly, me, dude? Exactly, dude. He's your captain. I mean, he was. Um, I think it's just a couple years off of winning a Norris Trophy. You're gonna tell this guy that you're gonna try to insult him that way. Yeah, that, so, that was very stupid. Yep. So he goes to Detroit, right? I think that he went to Detroit just to uh, kind of as a fuck you to Murray Banner or to Bob Murray and uh, not to Murray Bannerman. Fuck Murray to Bob Bannerman. Murray, <laughs> Bob Good Murray and uh, and Dollar Bill, man, because he's like, what the fuck, you know? He was like, you know, he was you know the face of the franchise somewhat that that Jr. was gone at the time, and it just went completely downhill after that. He he left after that, and then Belfour after him, and then that was it, man. And then we just, just had just Tony Amani. yeah, just just Tony Imani was left. So after hearing that, man, my uh, my Chelly hate has has definitely uh, subsided because I thought that he left. And then continue to resign, kind of like just because that's like that was his thing, you know. And I was like, you know what? That always rubbed me the wrong way. The fact that he asked for a new contract that he wanted to stay, um, he's redeemed in my eyes. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, <laughs> I think. Uh yeah, obviously he got. And why wouldn't he resign? Why wouldn't he continue to resign yeah. in Detroit and win in a cups. place where where yeah. he was wanted at? And they yes. said that they wanted him there. They continued to resign him so that he could stay there. And he he was playing with Brett Hall and Brandon Shanahan and Sergey Fedorov and Steve Eiserman and these Nick Lindstrom, <laughs> yeah. Nick Lindstrom, dude, yeah. all of these Hall of Famers, dude. You know and. I continue. I completely. Uh, I completely see it. You know, I see it now. Uh, I didn't see it at the time. I mean, I halfway saw it at the time. But. Yeah, but like, like I said, like you, you go on TV and you say, if I, there was like three teams in on him, I know, and Detroit was one of them, and he was asked, "Would you go to Detroit?" He goes, "I would never play for that shithole type of you know comment <laughs> like that." And 
they everybody applauded. You know, everyone in Chicago was like, "Yeah, hell yeah, Detroit sucks." You know, stuff like that. Right. For for him to get traded there, I mean, yeah, you can't really help where you get traded. But to resign all those years, you know, dude, that's yeah. that that was a big rivalry back then. Like, it, but it, they went up to him. They're like, "We want yeah, you here, Charlie." I, I know. You know. I mean, that's got that's got to mean something as a player. It's like, yeah, my home my hometown fucking team. They don't want to resign me. But, yeah, Hawks but, suck. but the but the other team to who I'm supposed to quote unquote hate, these people want me here. They want what I can do for them here. You know? And yeah, yeah. Y- you know what I mean? It's like maybe he felt betrayed in a way by the Blackhawks. I'm sure Hawks, he did. I, I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about Chelly, the player. He was is in my eyes one of the best American defensemen, if not hockey players, just in general of all time. The dude right. is a competitor. Every single podcast I listen to of former Blackhawks, who was your favorite teammate? Every answer is Chelly. Ronick, Chelly, Belfort, Chelly, Amani, Chelly. Um, even guys in freaking Montreal when he was there. Chris Nealon, Chelly was my favorite teammate. Chelly was a captain there. And yeah. I mean, a captain of a Canadian team. He was he, American. Yes. He was, he will go down as one of the best. American-born hockey players ever. He's a top 100 NHL player, too. The dude was a monster. He was. For me, my whole room in Oaklawn, Illinois, my first house with my family, (laughs) every wall, there was a Chelios poster. This dude was my freaking hero. And to see him go to Detroit and just freaking tear it up, killed it. All my friends. We were all big hockey street. We all play hockey together. My buddy had a Chelly 7 Red Hawks jersey. He'd wear it every day. That poor kid would never put it on again. <laughs> so that, that was, it's tough. And, like, I like obviously, let's say Kane went to St. Louis instead. Those kids today would be like, frick Kane. You know what I mean? Like, how can he do that to us? It's just going to the enemy, you know, and just just ripping it up another nine years. It hurts, dude. It It, it killed me for sure. You know, I, I'm not gonna hold a grudge on the dude. The dude's a phenomenal talent, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not crazy about it. And here's my reason: he never won a Stanley Cup here. He got very close. He tried like hell, blood and guts all over. The dude was great. My number seven will always be Brent Seabrook. This yeah. guy scored some big moment goals, uh, three Stanley Cups. The dude was kind of like the like. The captain that never wore the C, you know what I mean? Like he, he this yeah. dude would calm Taves down when Taves would lose his shit. And well, that was in the in, uh, ironically Detroit. in the Detroit series. Yes, and that's and, when I think the rivalry died was that series. Well, the Hawks we, just, when we yeah we when said, we finally won. You want to go east? Fuck you. See you later. Fuck you. Pay me. <laughs> type of thing. But they left, and that was it. You're right, and it was never the same. It, you know, it was cool because in 2009. We made it to the Western Conference Finals, and mm-hmm. you know we had Havlat. We lost. We lost ugly. We lost Hobby Bull, and he was playing well. He got hurt. Cristobal Huey comes in. He played well, but they beat us in five, I think. Yeah. And we were, you know, we're like, ah, oh, man, we're 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 right there. We got these young yeah. guys, but we got to beat these guys first, you know. And I think uh, 2010 Detroit ran into somebody. I want to say the Sharks beat him, so we didn't have to deal with yeah. him. But it was cool to meet him again and like just say, you know what? 
this is our time. It. See you later. Yeah, you know, it was. Yeah. It was. It was the moment. I was in tears. And it was dude, like we won the Stanley Cup. That was the Stanley Cup, dude. That was. Yeah. We were down three to one. We came back and beat those guys. Yeah. And wow, for me, that's getting off track. Where here we go, but <laughs> Seabrook, man, I, you know what? I I'm bitter about this because yeah, Chelly, he's well deserving. Sure, great career with the Blackhawks, but. You guys couldn't do this at the same time. You guys did yeah. this at the same time with oh, Pierre Pilat okay. and Keith Magnuson. The yeah. number three went up together. I think out of respect for Seabrook, I think he should be there watching that number seven and his name also go up. You know what, man? That's just me, man. I, I agree with you, but I also disagree with you at the same time. And you know what? Just for, just for sake of conversation, I'm just going to disagree with you on this, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'll t- I'll tell you why. I 100% agree with you about Seabrook and everything that you said about Seabs. And so here's the deal: Chelly had his own time here. He was, you know, a Chicago. He is a Chicago legend, and I think that. For what he contributed to this team, he is one of the best number sevens to 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 wear the number seven. He is the best number one of the best number sevens to wear it. He was a he's essentially what we recognized as number seven as a kid growing up until yep. Seabrook put it on. Yep. Seabrook made the number his own as well. And I think that they each deserve their own individual night for their own individual contributions because Shelly, he brought people into the stands, you know, people loved him and he has his own fan base and it's, he should be able to have that night with his family and that fan base and, and um, be appreciated for that day for what it is. Now, Seabs on the other hand, winning three cups with the with the Chicago Blackhawks. The reason I believe that Duncan Keith is considered the defenseman that he is considered largely by fans and the league as such a great defenseman is because of Brent Seabrook mm-hmm. and because of his contributions and how good that he was on his side. It allowed Duncan Keith to be who Duncan Keith was. So I think Seabrook should have his own night where he could be celebrated as well because he definitely earned it, dude. He gave, uh, he was a blood and guts guy. He gave his body literally because he had to have two hip surgeries and a shoulder surgery that ended his, his NHL career. The reason behind them not being able to do them both at the same time is because technically Seabrook is still uh, uh, an NHL player. He isn't officially retired yet. And they can't do it, I think, until he's he's retired because he's technically on another team right now. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. He's technically on the roster and, and they can't do that while he's on the roster. Yeah, that it's a good point. You know, each guy deserves their own recognition, but uh, it's weird. I think that, it's I weird think to that me. Seabrook should stand alone for, for his night. Considering who he is and what what he did with the with, with the with the club, he came in day one a Blackhawk and he left day you know game one thousand and and what have you a yeah. Blackhawk and I think that he should be recognized for that and you will because yeah you know what the I would Black find Hawks interesting that they can have more than one person can have can have their number retired which, which is uh, cool yeah that, I mean and it, I think the next perp- the next person that they're going to do is going to possibly do Amani and Sharp. I was just going to ask you that. I was like, what do you think about number 10? 
Yes. I, I honestly believe that Amani should should have his number up there retired, considering he was practically all alone here, man, for a long time. Yeah. He was a captain. He scored thirty five to forty goals. I don't think he Six missed times. a single I don't think he missed a single game as a Blackhawk. No. No, he and, had the Iron um, Man streak going. And I, I think that he should definitely be recognized because he was our main star uh, for a long time. Six-time All-Star with the Blackhawks, I think. Six times. Yeah, yeah, I think he definitely deserves it. And even the he mullet. He was a superstar, dude. The he mullet was a was. superstar. The mullet alone was a superstar. The yeah, dude was, was beautiful. The fast. Yeah. Uh, Sharpie, yeah, well-deserving too. But like, if, like, here we go again. If you're going to retire Sharpie, you got another number 10 who's... Uh, Amazing Blackhawk career. Scored like, more goals. Shouldn't even been a Blackhawk. Yeah. I mean, he should have been a Ranger for life. Yeah. Mike Keenan ran him out of town. And yeah, we got him. That. And JR had to be the happiest guy. And then he started, you know, wanting more money. And Dollar Bill wouldn't pay him, which sucked. Because can you imagine if we had, you know, Ronick and Imani longer, like to 2001? We yeah. could have been a chance to win a Stanley Cup sometime in that yeah. time frame. Just didn't happen. And. You know, he was one of the only reasons why I wanted to go to games back in the day. Right. Was Tony Amani or say like Jocelyn Tebow? You know, yeah. I don't. I don't want to go to watch Eric Daze. Sorry, I, he's yeah. good, but come on, dude, it's freaking Tony Amani. Yeah. Uh, do you think that? Uh, I think that Sharp. If I think that Tony Amani should be able to have his name and number up in the rafters. And I think that Sharp should too, man, considering he was, um, he was, I think every guy who had won three Stanley Cups with the Blackhawks should have their name up in the rafters. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm with you. I think um, uh, Jarmelson, Sharp, we, we did host the last year, Keith, Siebes. You know what I was going to say? I would like to see Keith and Siebes do a joint one because they're like, you know what I mean? These guys oh, yeah. were partners in crime. Like, we do everything together, you know? They yeah. they were like, they used to have, like, clips of them, like the odd couple. Like, they just, it oh, worked. Right. I think I think that would be really cool. And uh, for some reason... Do you think they reason, and Taves on the same one? You know what? They did everything together. They did their contracts identical. They got drafted. Yeah. They signed their deals together. They won the Cups together. It would be cool. But who knows? Maybe Kane will still be playing when Taves gets that honor. You know, I would like yeah. to see I would like to see Taves get that honor next year. If he even yeah. says, hey, I'm, I'm officially retired. You know, I'm done. Because he's been, like, hidden in the shadows. He and I'm kind of holding out hope that he shows up tomorrow. I think it would be pretty cool because oh, we man. saw Duncan Keith in the crowd yesterday uh, against the Jets. Um, I'm I'm thinking he's here for the for the you know the celebration of number seven getting retired. But I'm I'm hoping he is. I'm, I'm I hope Taves would be here too because he's more of a you know he's been a Blackhawk his whole career and I hope it stays that way. Selfish, but I I, I want him to retire as a Blackhawk. I wish he could have scored his last game, you know, like the game winner. It was real close. Yeah. It would have been awesome, that breakaway goal. But, you know, I I, I don't think Sharpie will be here. I, I think it's great. We're going to see Belfour, Ronick, Amani, even Michael Jordan, who's, like, really tight with Chelios, which is yeah, cool because is. Jordan doesn't even go to Bulls stuff, but he's going to he go did, to Chelios stuff. I know, man. Yeah. He didn't do, go to their, their Ring of Honor thing 
for yeah. the for the Bulls. He couldn't make it, but he's making it for Chelly's. Uh, he's That's making his it for boy, Chelly's man. They hung out, yeah. man. They were rock they stars. Yeah, Ronick, Chelly, Ronick too. Yeah. yeah, they used to go golfing. Can you imagine that box? Oh because my Amani gosh! Because Amani was there too, man. Yeah, Amani was like, yeah, I feel really out of place with these guys. <laughs> I remember his <laughs> podcast. He's like, I was more of the guy that was a piece. These guys were just like the superstars. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. that unselfish guy. And Amani, I think Amani was huge, dude. I, fan favorite. And I'm glad that you said that. I think number 10 up in the rafters, Sharpie Amani would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I think JR for well sure. Deserving. JR is um, well deserving. I I don't think it's going to happen. I think that Belfour. I yeah, my hero. I would love to see Belfour get retired. He had a oh man. I'm, like I, we went over the awards. He's got the Jennings Trophy. He's got Vesnas. He a rookie. I think he was a rookie of the year with the Blackhawks. He uh, thirty wins for a couple. That's unbelievable for a guy who wasn't yeah. drafted. Um, I, I just I don't know. I think they would draw the line with Belfort, even Crawford. I don't think Crawford will get that honor, even though he deserves it. He won two cups. Yeah, I I think he deserves it. I just don't think they're gonna do it right away. I think it's gonna be a couple years. Uh, Steve Larmer obviously is a big topic. This dude played majority. Why of his, not? <laughs> this Steve Larmer is a guy that should have already had his number retired. That's something he should be in that, the Hall of Fame too. Is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. I I think. Uh, the dude was an Iron be. Man. Uh, absolutely should be Hall of Famer. Should have number 28 in the rafters. Mark Bell will not give a shit. Um, yeah, I don't think he'll Definitely care. put him up there. And I think that generation, like our generation, like the people in charge now, they, they missed that, that gap. Like there were some really good Blackhawks. Dirk Graham was good. You know, like a lot of people don't know who the hell he is, though. Like yeah. these new the new fans that came in, like who the hell's this guy? Dirk Graham, he was a captain. Like freaking dude was a beast. You know he yeah. led the Blackhawks team to the Stanley Cup final against Pittsburgh, and he had one of the best games of his life. Like I think he his last game he scored four goals. I think they lost two. That's just unbelievable. They, 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 great defenseman uh, Gary Suter, uh, Chelly, obviously uh, Carney. Just uh, Eric Weinrich, remember that he wore number two. <laughs> uh, Hackett, Belfort, a lot of like Savard, Secord, Michelle Goulet with 50 goal scorers. Secord was a yeah, monster. A lot was. of these guys, like they, they just kind of, I feel bad for them. Like Larmer's in that class. They just kind of got forgotten. It's sad, you know? I wish that McDonough would have brought him back before, you know, like, uh, I hate to, Keith Magnuson was a great Blackhawk, great ambassador to the Blackhawks, did a lot of things off the ice, mean defenseman. Yeah, he deserves it, but I think you should have definitely threw Steve Larmer in there. That guy's so uh, deserving of it. Yeah. Well, Belfour is going to be there at the uh, at the thing. Nice. Man, this is going to be pretty cool. Man. I hope he brings his we're whiskey. Recording this. We're, yeah. yeah, we're recording this on Saturday, so we're, we're going to. Um, we're not doing it after the the Shelly retirement ceremony, but uh, the gang is going to be there. Rona Kamani, Belfour, Michael Jordan's going to be there. You told me that uh, Pat Foley is going to be. I heard he's moderating it. Yep, moderating it. It's going to be that's going to be excellent, man. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing that, man. So, all right, everybody, that's all that we got for you today. Um, let us know how you enjoyed the uh, how you enjoyed the. Uh, the, the Chelios retirement ceremony. And if there's any other players you feel should absolutely have their number hoisted into the rafters, let us know. But uh, this is a Tomahawk and we're out of here.